Julien Reboulet from L'Equipe. Um, Julien, obviously a sad week for the end of the career of Joël-Fried Songa and the end of Gilles Simon's career. To what extent is this a significant period for French tennis? Oh, cl clearly it's a key period because uh, we have been living with them for the 15 last years and uh, well they, we we were talking about them every week um, and they were uh, with Gael Monfils and Richard Gasquet uh, for each Grand Slam uh, the best hopes for French tennis uh, for the like 60 last Grand Slam so well uh, we will feel a little bit alone in the next years without them but uh, you, you said it was sad but it was not that sad of course we, we saw some tears uh, in Joe's eyes but we can say that for the three last years it was already difficult for him and well uh, it's like his best level was far away from now for a long time um, but he had to say goodbye in a good way and, and he did and it, it was it was a lot of emotion because of that, because he, he was able to, to give the French public a last big emotion uh, playing so well uh, against the top 10. It was quite incredible to see him play at that level for his l very last match. So there was, uh, yeah, something like, wow, he still had this in his game. Uh, and, uh, well, it was, it was sad, but I think he, he, he feel released also now. We've known Joe as a great character, as a charismatic player who played at the time of Federer Nadal, Djokovic, Murray, Vavrinka. We know his impact around the world. Has he encouraged young French boys and French girls to pick up a racket in terms of helping the future of French tennis? Or do you think that would have happened anyway because of the transnational appeal of the likes of Federer Nadal and Djokovic? In France, you know, the, the, the biggest legacy uh, in modern tennis... I think will be for still a long time Yannick Noah because he he changed he changed many things in the way uh, French people uh, looked at tennis as a as a real profession. Uh, he well he was incredible and with him uh, we we had a, very, a real boom of tennis in France. But uh, then uh, Joe f since Yannick uh, I think he he's been uh, he he had the most strong leadership because he shows to everybody that he's been able to build something to have a real complete staff uh, to put everything together to be able to well to to give 100% about what he had inside uh, you know that very young he he had injuries very serious injuries uh, discal hernia uh, and some doctors told him that he was only 17 and, and they told him well don't don't hope to to do a career you you will not be able your your back won't be able to to stand this so for this all he managed is incredible and the way he he used he, his potential uh, was great because we can't say he had a great backhand everybody knows that but uh, at the same time as federer and nadal at the beginning and then djokovic murray and everybody he he had an incredible level without them of course, we all think he would have won a Grand Slam or two or three. Uh, but for your question, yes, I think... I, I remember Luca Pouille at the beginning. He he said that Joe was an example. And he said also that 
the French Musketeers, you know, the four of them with Gasquet, Monfils, and Simon also. It was a big help for uh, for them, young young players, because they could ask them how to handle the new things that coming f- to us, the media things, the sponsor things, the, the crowd things. And um, having these players, w- he said, Luca was very, yes, helpful for, hi- for him because he he managed to use this as, um, like they were friends and they, they, they were able to make him um, earn time on his own development. When you think of the original Musketeers, uh, Lacoste, uh, Brunion, Cochet and Barotra, they were winning Grand Slam titles. The modern generation of Musketeers didn't win one. Songa was the only singles finalist. Do you think that, in retrospect, calling them the new Musketeers was an exaggeration or was it helpful in some way? Well, today we can say, of course, it was an exaggeration. Sorry, it's not easy. Um, But uh, we never had in France, at the same time, four players in the top 15 of the ATP. So they were special. This generation was special, was unique. Of course, what did the Musketeers in the 20s, it was incredible. And, well, sadly, I don't think we will never have four French players at that level again at the same time. Yes, it was a heavy load for them. And today they all say, uh, they, they are all a little bit fed up with us, with us media, because because first it was not easy to compare themselves to, to the real Musketeers. And secondly, okay, they are friends, the four of them, but they are also individuals. So sometimes uh, I, I'm I'm playing my career. So why do you put every time me with the free uh, uh, they are my friends no problem but it's not a group and we are not living together the same house I don't know so sometimes it was not yes it was not a pleasure for them to have this uh, this nickname of the Musketeers and okay we can we can say for us it was a I don't know if you can say it was a facility for us you know to use this comparison and at one moment you know the first time they really played together the four of them in Davis Cup it only came with Yannick Noah as captain in 2017. So it's incredible that before there, we never had a, a Davis Cup French team with these Musketeers together. And they won it that year. So, you know, in many ways, although they haven't won a Grand Slam, for the French tennis tradition, maybe Davis Cup was as big as winning a Grand Slam, the, uh, the old-style Davis Cup. I think it would have been stronger for them to win a Grand Slam because because we are waiting for this in in men's tennis for so long now. In 1983, uh, Davis Cup also with the former formula. Uh, it was so great in France, and yes, it was very important for France to have this win again. Uh, but uh, yeah, it will it will be for them well. Let's hope maybe Gael Monfils is not over yet. He because he te- he told us that he. Why not playing till 40 years old? So maybe four years from now. Uh, but we can say that, yeah, this will be a luck for them not to win a Grand Slam title. But um, they, they, all, all of them, you know, in France, the problem is people forget things. Uh, when I say people, I, I, I'm talking about the public in general. Uh, there ha- has been a lot of jokes about these players People saying ah, they never won anything. Who are they really? Well, it's, it's they are losers. But they forgot. They forgot all the time in semi-final of Grand Slam, final in Masters 1000. 
they were great players, all of them, but they had an incredible, well, everybody knows, the big three, etc. And all of them, at one moment, we have to uh, to be uh, honest and to really reflect, did they do what they could uh, or uh, didn't they work enough, etc.? I think I think they did almost all what they could achieve, uh, but for the yeah for the public sometimes it's difficult because they just say wow they, they never won a Grand Slam so they are, they are just poor player but that, that's so so far from the truth. It's difficult to judge the present in historical context, but when you look back to the generation in the 80s of Noah Lecomte Forget and then the generation in the late 90s, early 2000s of Cédric Pierlin, Sébastien Grosjean, Arnaud Clément, have they had a legacy that you think maybe the generation of the new musketeers could have in years to come? I hope so because at at the moment we are talking, uh, when you look at the ATP ranking, it's not very well. We we can't be very optimistic right now, uh, and uh, I'm very interested in seeing how Joel Fritzonga, Gilles Simon, and Richard Gasquet in the next years will uh, maybe uh, try really to help. So the, the young players, uh, maybe being on tour, uh, of course not all year long, but so on some weeks. Uh, I'm very interested. I, I remember Richard Gasquet. He he, he told us once, we, with what uh, I have gone through when I was 14, 15, and everybody looking at me, I think I would be very helpful for a very young player to handle well the beginning of the of the journey. You know, because this and this, I would say no, don't do this. Yes, do this. And I really think he will try to help at one moment one young player. And uh, yeah, I feel it would be it will be very uh, beautiful, you know, as you say, uh, this legacy, but in real. So, who are you optimistic about for the future of French tennis? Let's look beyond the Musketeers. Is there anybody, male or female, that you can get excited about? Well, we are talking now during uh, during the French Open, so we have an incredible story with Leolia Jean Jean. It's 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 like it's like a movie. If if you if you tell this story in a movie, people will say no, no, it's, we can't trust a story like this. So she's incredible because she 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 just uh, come in the tournament like she had already played twenty or thirty Grand Slam, but she didn't. Uh, so uh, to to see her uh, doing what she did in the two first round of uh, of the French Open already it's incredible, and and we really want uh, not to imagine any limit of of this story. We wh- why not going going to the quarterfinal? You know, so it's incredible. But I really don't know if after this tournament she will uh, be able to build you know the, the the right path and 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 make her well. Uh, travel to the top 50 I don't know and you know last year in Roland Garros we had four juniors in the semi-final so they are still young they are still far away uh, if you look at the rankings but let's hope that together they will build something I don't know if if we will call them the new Muscatis I hope not for them but they have to build something and uh, once again I would really like to see these young play- play- players um, talking to, to, to Tsonga, to Gasquet, to Monfils, to Simon. But it would be nice to see if uh, this, you know, in Spain, 
in Spain. You see what he's doing today, Carlos Moya with Rafael Nadal or Juan Carlos Ferrero with, with Carlos Alcaraz. In France, we don't have this kind of transmission right now. And I hope maybe in the future we can imagine a player having been so strong than them doing this. That's very interesting because people generally looked at the French model about how to raise lots of good young players. Is that still valid or do you think there is something missing that the likes of Songa Gasquet, Simon Monfils can add to almost complete the, the, the system of bringing up talented youngsters to be professionals? Well, I really think the system is working well. I really think the, the French Federation model is good. You, you have changes. We know when, when the teams, the staff are changing at the federation, but they are doing the job. But I really think in the end, uh, it's an, a personal project. You have, to, you have to put money in. You have to put reflections in your project. You have to build a staff and you have to, be, um, you have to, to, to get this, uh, this fire inside. I want to do this. I want to do all the sacrifices for this. And it's not a federation that will do this for you. You have to do this for yourself. So it, I think it's not a problem of system. Maybe it's a problem of, of society, of people, uh, of how they look at what means uh, being a, a sport professional. Maybe, maybe it's, it's more a, a problem of culture than a problem of system of the federation. But let's hope that someone somewhere... Uh, has this inside fire and and want to be number one in the world. I don't think that we have a lot of French players that are dreaming of being number one. Some they are be dreaming of being in the top ten, in the top hundred, but being number one, it's not given to everybody. So it's not a matter of federation, but once again, uh, it's you and you and yourself. You have to to have it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.